CNN's Brooke Baldwin tests positive for coronavirus. Hospital ship Comfort only has three patients currently occupying it. And it looks like New York City is going to see the worst effects of this coronavirus crisis than anywhere else in the U.S. We're going to get into all this and more. Welcome to America the Podcast. I'm your host, Joey Saladino. This is the weekly episodes. Every Saturday, we interview somebody from around the country. Now, let's get into this. So as we can see, CNN's Brooke Baldwin tests positive for coronavirus, just like uh, uh, Fredo Cuomo uh, tests positive. It seems like uh, more and more notable people from the from uh, that are fa- more famous are getting tested and getting the the the, the corona. I think uh, part of it is probably part of it's probably a little marketing ploy. I ain't gonna lie. As if I was to get coronavirus, I would hope I would be a trend, and I hope that would uh, increase my social status. You know, a YouTuber gets uh, COVID nineteen. I think that would be pretty cool. Uh, but <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not cool if uh, if I would be the one to die from it. But I agree with this says CNN pundit Brooke Baldwin tests positive for coronavirus and quoted a statement she posted on Instagram. Baldwin announcement comes just days after her fellow CNN host Chris Cuomo announced he has tested positive for the Chinese virus. Yeah, this is um from Gateway Pundit. So this saying Chinese virus, that's what I like. In the Instagram post, the 40-year-old New York-based anchor wrote that she is okay and that it came on suddenly on Thursday with chills, aches, and fevers. She said, I've been social distancing, doing all the things we're being told to do. Still, it got me. I'm healthy, no underlying conditions. Honestly, I feel like one of the lucky ones Baldwin wrote. She added that she had uh, that she's looking forward to being back on television. So it seems like she's having a relatively mild case right now. Uh, over uh, almost three thousand people in New York City have died from COVID nineteen as of Friday. Uh, Fredo, forty nine, wow, he looks good for forty nine. Announced on Thursday evening that he lost thirteen pounds in three days from the virus. I'm gonna put a little bit of X to doubt on that. I don't understand how it's even possible to lose that much weight. He seems like a relatively fit fit guy to begin with. Uh, he goes, my wife is feeding me like you know we're we're still in the dating phase so it's not like i'm hurting from nutrition i'm eating and drinking constantly i'm just sweating it out and the sickness cuomo said cuomo is still appearing on television and hosting his show i mean i'm pretty sure you would there would be a before and after pick of cuomo if he's lost 13 pounds that quickly on tv i'm sure people would take the notice maybe he's losing a lot of water weight like when you do keto you initially lose all your water weight really quickly um but in in three days to lose all that that seems a little crazy i don't know i mean i know a lot of fighters they'll you know they'll do these crunch weight losses i'm, I'm sure it is possible but i just want to put it in the unlikely category Maybe he did lose some weight, but definitely not um, 13 pounds. That just seems a little over the top, in my opinion. Um, So in other news, the hospital ship uh, Comfort in New York City has 1,000 beds, but only has three patients currently occupying it. Right now, at the time of recording this, on 4-13-2020, it's actually got 20 patients. The U.S. Mercy docked in L.A. has only 15 Maybe the hospitals aren't overflowing, like the media says. Now, these ships are being specifically used for 
people who do not have COVID-19. This is to um, not have the COVID-19 patients infect the regular patients for being in the same hospital. So I, I do expect that these ships will soon start to see a flow of non-COVID-19 patients entering it. Um, it, it. If these hospitals were overflowing like like the media says, you think that the people would be flooding into these hospitals, uh, into these hospital ships in order to clear up room from the actual hospitals. But that's not what we're seeing. Um, we're going to read the story. Um, if no subscription required, I'm not. These damn mainstream media sites keep on trying to make you pay for subscriptions. The U.S. Naval ship is currently docked in New York City Harbor. Uh, is treating only 20 patients despite having 1,000 bed capacity to treat non-COVID-19 patients. Navy officials told CNN that they expect the number of patients to being treated to increase significantly in the coming days as the process of referring patients to the ship is refined. The USNS Comfort was deployed in New York City, the epicenter of the crisis outbreak in the United States, to free up the capacity in the city's civilian hospitals so that they can focus on treating coronavirus patients. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, that pretty much explains exactly exactly what I said. And I'm sure that's pretty similar case for the U.S. Mercy. Uh, this article says that there were 15 patients were sent this week to the USNS Mercy um, and Comfort. I mean, that's a day old, so... That's a little out of date already because things are changing by day constantly. So, um, I mean, this this could I, – I expect it to be filled up probably by the time this podcast goes live on Monday because I, I like to record so this way I get – you know, I don't have to rush uh, to get content out there for you guys to listen to. But, I mean, this just lends more weight to the idea that that the hospitals aren't overflowing like the media says. Granted, I bet you there are some hospitals in New York City that are nearing capacity or at capacity or, or probably struggling. There's probably a handful of them in New York City, but that's just New York City. You still got the rest of the country, 99.9% .9 of the other hospitals are not experiencing any influx at all. And if you're looking at the the statistics of, of the USA on the case graph, of uh, all the data coming in from COVID-19, it's, I think New York City accounts for um, almost half of all the COVID-19 cases in the U.S. So New York has a total cases of 102,000, 91,000 active. And the total cases in the U.S. is uh, 272,000. So just under half of all the cases are coming from New York State, and the vast majority of those are coming from New York City. Uh, yesterday, um, on 4-2-2020, uh, there was 300 dead in New York, um, and the total, you know, and, and coming second is New Jersey at 182, then, um, you know, there's Michigan, California. Um, but the number two, let's see, the total cases, New York is number one, over 100,000. And the number two is Jersey, 30,000. Then Michigan at 12, California at 11, Massachusetts at 10, Louisiana at 10. And this is entire states. And uh, Florida is just under 10 as of right now. And these are numbers from the entire state. So, <laughs> I mean, New York City's numbers alone beats out any other state. So it makes you think, is, it, is this so much a, a, a country problem or is it more of a New York City problem?
because it seems like we can start opening things up. Yeah, let's go to the bottom of the list. The near bottom states, Alaska, 151 cases. Yeah, they can open up. Wyoming, 160. Yeah, they can open up. Hawaii, under three, 300. Vermont, 400. Uh, you know, let's, let's go up. Let's see. Uh, states under 1,000. Oklahoma, Idaho, Oregon, Minnesota, Kentucky, uh, Washington, D.C., Rhode Island, Arkansas. I mean, these are states that don't need to be on massive lockdown. I get the case for New York City. Uh, it's just optimal conditions. It is dense. It is colder. There are multiple people living in apartments because the the housing and it's it's just optimal conditions for the spread. And if you're looking at New Jersey, I bet you a lot of those cases are pr- probably people who just came in from over from New York City. The same thing with Florida. When I was traveling cro- cross country a couple weeks ago. Right when it started to break out in New York, I noticed a lot of people saying, screw it, and they just jumped shipped and they went all the way down to Florida, because that's where a lot of the retirees from New York stay. So hopefully they don't they don't bring the disease down there with them to the old people homes. That could be devastating, but the infection rate is a lot lower in those types of uh, climates. So there's, there's a reason why. Here, let's let's look at what warm countries have outbreaks. And we're going down, and this is from the top to bottom of who has the most uh, cases. USA, Italy, Spain, Germany, China, France, Iran. Iran is probably the warmest country in that top list. And even in Iran, I believe it does snow in Iran, and I think it's only about 60 degrees currently. Then you got the UK, Turkey, uh, Switzerland, Belgium, Netherlands, Canada, Austria, uh, South Korea, Portugal, and now we're under 10,000. Uh, Brazil, Brazil, I, I'm assuming that it's relatively warm there. Let's see, Brazil weather, uh, 74 degrees, and they have under 10,000 cases. They did add 1,000 recently. They probably just started the test more. Only 359 dead. Uh, then you got Israel, and they're doing pretty well. Sweden, Norway, Australia, Ireland, uh, Denmark, Chile. Now you're at Chile, three point seven thousand. I wonder if there, if there's any uh, um, you know, full on African countries on this list. Yeah, you know, you're dealing with you know you're going under a thousand. A lot of these countries, Nigeria, uh, Kenya, a hundred cases. Uh, <laughs> and it's I mean obviously they're probably not doing much testing there, but they probably don't need to even do it. it doesn't it's not a problem? I mean they probably have bigger problems than this to be honest. With you, but I mean, whatever we see in New York is going to be the worst we're going to see anywhere else in the country. So that can be our maximum baseline. So it it lends the question is, New York City accounts for almost half of the active COVID nineteen crisis. Why are we shutting down the entire country? And if you guys want to text me. If you want to stay up, you want to talk with me on why you think this is, you can text me. My number is 917-540-8768. You can shoot me a text if you want to talk about it, and we can we can have a conversation. But that seems to be what is going on. It, it doesn't seem like we, we should be really shutting everything down because of one city. Quarantine the city. People stay inside, wait it out. Who knows? Maybe... Just maybe having New York Cityers go to different states 
And if they end up getting sick there, obviously they're going to bring some of the disease with them. But since it's less dense, the infection rate is probably going to be a lot lower than the infection rate would be in New York City. And at least if you take one person, instead of that one person infecting 30 people in New York City because of the optimal conditions, they go to Texas or Florida. And instead of infecting 30, they infect 10. And instead of being in a, in a healthcare system that's overwhelmed because of massive spread, you're now in a healthcare system that could properly handle those 10 people. Instead of putting 30 on top of the already, you know, thousands. <laughs> so it's possible that that could nice and spread it out because either way, either we're going to have to come up with a vaccine or we're going to have to do some herd immunity where enough people are going to have to get the disease to build up the herd immunity and then we're immune to the to the virus this is not the next spanish flu or black plague that's been disproven time and time again as every day goes on the expectations of these doomsday numbers keep falling short over and over again and it just seems like we're crashing the economy based off these bad numbers. And I know I sound like a broken record. I know I sound like Bernie Sanders constantly promoting his social media. If you go over to his Twitter account, he's still spouting the same stuff he's been spouting for the last, you know, 10 years. It's actually, his his page is actually uh, hilarious because, you know, he's like the top 1% of the top 1%. Like he's still tweeting and going on about that stuff. Oh, Amazon, who's paid me. It, it's like a copy and paste narrative that he, he keeps promoting over and over again. And it's funny, he's still ranting on about that to push for his socialism. And I feel like I'm starting to sound like that too when I say we don't, we didn't need to shut down the entire economy. We didn't. I'm sorry to break it to you. No infants are dying from this. No, no teens are dying at mass scales. The people who control the means of production of society are not dying. The people who are dying, I hate to break it to you, probably would have died by the end of the year regardless. And at the end of this year or at the end of a six-month span, we're going to get all the data. We're going to get all the data from the CDC to track every single death. And what we're going to see is cancer and heart disease deaths are going to fall. We're going to see regular flu cases fall as well. And what we're going to see is a massive chunk of deaths come from COVID-19 in a short time span. And overall, as a whole, if we do a six-month or a year time span, we're probably going to see the same amount of deaths, if not just a little bit more deaths overall compared to previous years. Because what's happening is most of these cases, most of these people dying, it's just an expedited death. They're already terminally ill. They already got cancer. They already got heart disease. They already have only a month or two left left before they're done vo- done for then they contract COVID 19 and instead of having a month or two left blink they're out in a week that's the sad reality of it i mean obviously people dying is sad i'm not i don't i don't like to see people die but to shut down the entire means of production for this meanwhile the, the virus itself does not affect any means of production is just idiotic it, it really is idiotic. We, we need to get this country up and running again. Over 10 million people lost their jobs. Everybody's going to feel this economic impact. More people died during the Great Depression because of the issues related to the Great Depression than, than will die from COVID-19. And that's a fact. A fact that I never looked up, but I'm just going to assume it's a fact. <laughs> but anyway, guys, thanks for listening. Please um, like, subscribe, share if you can. Uh, rate five stars on the podcast app, America the Podcast. You can text me to stay updated, 917-540-8768. I'm going to do mailbag at the end of every podcast where I'm going to be answering uh, your questions that you might have. If you have any questions for me, um, we, we could, you know, you can send them over and we can talk. Thank you guys for watching. 
Peace out.